Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam and as always, I'm joined by Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm very well, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I, I say that as always because the original concept for this podcast is the host would rotate; it'd be different people. It seems to be me and you every week. I know, and they just we we we've asked them, haven't we? But it, yeah. there's nothing back, is there? <laughs> no, no. I, I drop subtle hints like, "Oh, podcast time!" Then everybody, um, who's up for it? Silence, crickets <laughs> chirping. <laughs> It's like it was this great idea. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, really good idea. I think that'd do really well." And then it's great. Will you do something? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh, I got that old injuries acting up. I got that bone in my leg again. Oh, it's terrible. It's like uh, it's a really great idea, but for you to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, I suppose that's management level thinking. We will give them a little bit of credit there. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. You run with it, and we'll see how it goes. See if we end up with like all of five listeners. They'll be able to sit back and go, well, if we'd yep. have done it, it'd have been it'd have been good. Absolutely. And if we do really well, they get to sit back and go, yeah, it was a good idea we all had. Yeah. Yeah, win-win. Win-win. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> big thank you to everyone for listening. Hundreds of people are, and that's really kind of you, um, because it's just two blokes chatting about football, Tottenham, and the World Cup at the moment. Uh, but this week, I've done some research. Okay. I was yeah. expecting a, ooh. <laughs> but I'm yeah, we'll tr- we're going to try again, Matt. Uh, this week, I've done some research. Ooh. Thank you. Completely unprompted. Brilliant. Um, so, I've looked into something because I think it's of interest to Tottenham fans, and that's all around Sonny, his contract, and the military service. I have got the facts. This has been massively misreported in all of the press. I've cut through that. I've got the facts. I am Sam the Fact Man. <laughs> And if you say that wrong, it could be also accurate, but never mind. So we've got um, Matt, Matt the Stat Man and Sam the Fact Man. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I'm going to drop that. That's, that's far too open to abuse. So, yeah, it's like when someone thought they saw my name on a loaf of bread, and it turned out it was actually said, thick cut. Anyway, moving on. Um, mate, uh, we had a comment last week, because uh, we basically put out to people all the time, you know, get in touch, let us know what you want to talk about. Um, one of the comments was from Paul Matthews. Uh, Paul's been in touch a few times. Uh, nice of him. He's from Milton Keynes, but we won't hold it against him. Um, not like some people from Swindon. <laughs> and he says, or he wanted us to discuss season tickets, the pricing, and what's going on there. I, I kind of uh, slopey shouldered this and handed it to you. So mostly because you are, of course, a season ticket holder. Yeah, no, absolutely. See, the, the the problem I do have though is obviously I've only had a season ticket for one season, which was the one at Wembley. So, yeah. for me, um, I understand. I understand. I see gripes by you know season ticket holders that I've had them for years, especially at the old White Hart Lane. And for me, it doesn't feel like it affects me as much when I, when I talk about price and things. But I can un- I can understand where they're coming from because I did do a little research and yeah. Although although the oh hang on hang on say that bit again. Oh, what about the research? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that bit again. Yeah, I did do a little research on the... Uh... Ooh! <laughs> oh, sorry, go on, mate. Put me off your stride, Sam. 
Sorry. That's I was fine. a defender. That was my job. <laughs> I wouldn't give it too much of an ooh. I was just on Google for a couple of hours. I wasn't getting things posted to me or anything. <laughs> my source for today was Wikipedia. <laughs> Like yeah. everybody's brilliant, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, but they um. So the the, the things I've, I was kind of kind of trying to bear in mind is so obviously it's it's going to be a lot more expensive. So let's take for example, let's take Wembley out of the equation. So pretend that Wembley yeah. season didn't happen. So for uh, season ticket holders yeah. who who've had a season ticket at, at the old White Lane and the new one, that's how, I think how we should fairly compare it. Agreed. Yep. But it, it is a lot more. I I took three. Three for three examples. So you've got anyone who's sitting in the old Park Lane lower. Yeah. So again, pretending that Wembley never happened. Last season, pay seven nine five. Will pay nine seven five this season. East okay. lower. Anyone who paid eight six five will now pay one thousand two hundred and fifty. And the halfway line yeah. would would have paid one thousand one hundred and fifteen. And now yeah. paying one thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Whoa! Well, that's <laughs> that's a hike, yeah, isn't it? That, that's a jump. It is. See, the, the thing is, I, I did look it up, and the, the way the, the way the Spurs, um, the, the way the club are trying to sort of justify it, really, is to yeah. say that obviously the big one being it's a brand new stadium, but with that will come you know more leg room in the seats, better sight lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say that. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to get a measuring tape out and see, but I'm I'm no. taking their word for it. Uh, you've obviously got the the brand new food courts and also which a lot I know a lot of fans who I've spoken to are, are quite happy about the cheese room. Yes, mate. Yeah, that's what I live for. <laughs> the cheese room. Yeah. That's yeah, why you pa- that's why you're paying that extra uh, 800 yeah. 900 quid. To be fair, I think the discussion's over. The cheese room is enough. Everyone buying a season ticket should just go, cheese room? That's me. <laughs> That's yeah. Me, yeah. Um, going back to those increases, when you said the first one, I thought to myself, well... That's probably in line with inflation. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too bad. The second one, I was thinking, well, that's definitely above inflation. And, okay, new stadium. Mm, all right. Yeah, okay. But that third one's a massive jump. Yeah, and huge. And the justification for that jump is the same as all the others. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. So, you know, you're not getting anything extra than the other people who've kind of had to pay a little bit extra. Yeah, no. you're right. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. They're basically saying that because of where those seats are and the, the cracking view you're going to have of the whole pitch, you're paying an absolute premium. Um, but those people used to have that same cracking view back at White Hart Lane. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I find that a little bit difficult. I did read um, when when the initial reaction came out, the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, they put some stuff out there, which was... I mean, they're very good. Anyone who isn't involved with the trust uh, really should be there fans like me and the and they give up their own time to lo- be basically a lobby group on our behalf uh, they get a lot of stick which i find insane you know these are people who just volunteer um yeah, exactly. and 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 they are our voice uh, if you don't agree with them let them know and tell them why you think different but having a go at them i'll never understand but um I mean I've actually signed up to be a fully fledged member this year for them. Um oh, okay. paid some paid some subs, paid some money. You know, <laughs> I'm there now. They haven't sent me a badge or anything and they've not given me the secret handshake yet, but I'm I'm still holding I'm sure, on I'm to I'm sure that. the badge is in the post. Oh it better be. I never got a blue Peter badge, I better get one of these. <laughs> so I um they put some stuff out about it, and there was a lot of fans there who basically had season tickets at White Hart Lane for, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. 
And when the Wembley season happened, as much as we like to ignore it, they were not given an amnesty. So what that basically means is if they wanted to have their season ticket going into the new stadium, they had to buy one at Wembley Mm. as well. So these people have been kind of, from me, my personal opinion, they've been kind of crapped on with that. Yeah. You know, you've been a season ticket holder at White Hart Lane for 10 to 15 years, which means you're going to these games because, of course, non-attendance, you forfeit your ticket, right? Yeah, of course. So they're going to the games, they're supporting the club. And let's face it, the last 10 to 15 years, this club has not been great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The vast majority of that time... It has not been the most entertaining football at YR Lane. There have been all sorts of problems, and it's not, you know, if you had this ticket at an Old Trafford for that sort of period in time, you think, wow, you got your money's worth. Absolutely, yeah. But but at YR Lane, for that particular period, these people have been through thick and thin. The Wembley season happened, so they've been forced to do that. Not many of them wanted to. Some of them are literally local to White Hart Lane. To get to Wembley can be a real ball like i mean for me it's a nightmare but even in london it can be a nightmare yeah of course so so these people had to do that they had to have these season tickets they basically forced into that and then here we come now the new stadium's launching and let's say you had one of those tickets at the halfway line and you've just seen that increase after being forced to go to wembley for the year you're seeing that kind of increase to keep your seat I mean, I can completely understand why so many people are fed up and annoyed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you know, you can you can justify uh, clearly justify Spurs uh, uh, raising the, the prices, yeah. obviously with the new stadium. But that yeah. one, that one is the one that really I, th- I think you know kind of makes you go, "Hang on a second, it's they've yeah. really screwed some fans over." You know, they have. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's the that's the one I think. Like you say, the other two, you kind of think, well. It's been two seasons, inflation, maybe a little, obviously it's a little bit more than inflation, but you kind of would expect it, a new stadium, add two, 200 quid on or however much it is, and yeah, you can yeah, kind of understand it, it. But, you know, this is this is an increase of like, you know, what's it, eight, over 800 pounds, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of money. There's, there's a lot of people, again, and the discussion around is, you know, you want the club to make big signings, you want the club to pay big wages to players, um, you know, and yet you don't want the ticket prices to go up. Yeah, yeah. I completely yeah. understand that point of view. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody there who, who, in their right mind, weren't expecting an increase. Yeah, I don't think there's any fan for the club for the last ten, fifteen years who has been a season ticket holder didn't want to carry on being a season ticket holder. I think loyalty works both ways. This fan, these fans, probably bought new shirts every year, gone to all those games, spent money on the club. Uh, for me, looking after them, building goodwill with the fans, the club financially is not going to lose a lot of money by doing that. If all of those fans were given this season coming at their old prices, the club wouldn't have lost anything. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, that's that. You're talking negligible numbers. All they'd have to do is get out of the first round of the League Cup or the FA Cup, and the rights for that more than pays for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, right. it it just genuinely. They had lots of opportunities for goodwill, and it feels like they're constantly squandering it at the moment. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen the empty crates, sorry, Emirates, <laughs> when it's half empty, it's it's dire. Yeah. It's... For, forget the rivalry a second, just that bigger stadium, half empty, and those that are there kind of just eating a sandwich, and, oh, look, there's a game of football going on. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it, because... 
you know, you, you need you need a bigger stadium to become a bigger club. Yeah. But you and obviously, oh god, I have to say the say the name. But with Arsenal, for example, they yep. they've they've obviously built this bigger stadium. But a lot they they call them tourist fans, don't they? So you get yeah. a lot of fans that come. That and I don't know if you actually which, which think, doesn't bother me massively. It's what the bothers me is the real fans. Sorry, again, that's not the right term. The season ticket holders, you need them there. You need those guys who live and breathe the club. Having a few thousand, you know, uh, like me, for example, I'm not a season ticket holder, but I'm going to hopefully get to a couple of games this coming season. Yeah, sure. And I'll be one of the ones that's kind of a tourist fan, if you like, coming in for a couple of games. But it's you need the core guys there, the ones that are there every week, the ones that have built up relationships of all the people sat in the seats around them over the years, and the ones that sing the songs, the ones that get the crowd going. And without that, football's really dull. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah. that that actually leads on to another point I was going to make, actually. Um, yeah. So with the South Stand, um, obviously that big 70,500 seat, yeah. single, single-tier stand, yeah. uh, they've got... Um, in the, so the, it's obviously the, the, the cheapest season ticket you've, you've got you can you can get is seven hundred ninety five and that's in the no, left of the north I think and that's in the family section. Yeah. But the most expensive one is this one called the Club eighteen eighty two. Yeah. Ticket. Smack bang in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Two th- so it's two thousand two hundred pounds to pay and so you're gonna so if someone's paid that amount, uh, so so basically they they get all these different benefits. Yeah. But one of them is that they get access to like a. If you like a VIP bar and cheese com- room, cheese room, yeah. But I don't know yeah. if it's going to be, but it's going to be like comp- they can have complimentary drinks and things. Ooh. But like you say, it's going to be slap bang in the middle of that stand, and there's a yeah. that is a, there's a roughly about a thousand tickets um, that that are club eighteen eighty two. So it's a bit like you know when you watch an England game yeah, at Wembley and the club and that, Wembley yeah, seats. It's just empty, and so that it's going to look crap. Yeah, it will, and I, it, I think it will make a, a big difference to that. Well, uh, you and know, what the, the worrying, worrying thing is, is I know they've not sold them, because I've got an email on my phone from today offering me another great opportunity to buy one, Jeez. and it's the third email I've had. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have never had a season ticket. I've been an actual member of the club, because I hadn't bothered, only for the last two seasons. So to say that I'm low down on any list... For being offered season tickets, I must be in the lowest possible bracket. Yeah, and I am getting this exclusive, wonderful offer, and it's the second time I've had it. Yeah, they've not sold them, and it's gonna look crap. I, I it's not just them that haven't sold either, because my my son is six, and he's only been mm. a member for two years, and I, I got an email from for, to offer him a season ticket as well. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's my, been a member for two years. So yeah, my my daughter the same. Yeah. So. Uh, no, mad. Well, um, Paul, I hope we've kind of weighed in on that. I mean, to be honest with you, mate, I, it's one of those things. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If the clubs sell all of the tickets out, they've made the money at the prices they've set. It doesn't look like they have. So I think there needs to be some sharp rethinking and quick because the season's going to come up rapid. Um, of course, Harry Kane scores a hat-trick in the World Cup final. We might just well sell those tickets out. So. <laughs> And that is a perfect segue, almost like I planned it, (laughs) into our World Cup review. (laughs) Mate, 
I'm not happy. No, it, it's it's really you, you, it's it's such an. And I know we're still in it, which is brilliant. And yeah. in a way, the defeat kind of helped us because we've gone to the nicer side of the table. Oh, don't you start that no, nicer come side on, of the draw. No, Honestly, no. I, I know I, I know there's still some difficult sides and, and, and we're also in big ifs. We have to win the games to get to these other teams. Yeah. But I do feel like it may have done us a favour. So, if you had to choose between playing Colombia or Japan, you, you'd pick Colombia? No, I'd pick Japan. Okay. So... Let's just take one round at a time. Given the fact we've not won a knockout round since 2006, given the fact the last major tournament we got beat by Iceland, no disrespect to Iceland, but mums go there, okay? They're not a football team. If we're given the opportunity, the fact that people, to me, and I'm going to upset people now, I believe it is total arrogance to believe we're going to get past the next round. The fact that people are looking beyond that, all the permutations, yeah, it can be fun to do that, but fun. The team should be focused on winning the games, taking momentum and going into the next game. And I don't understand the logic of, I mean, us and Belgium, that felt like a League Cup match between two Premier League teams fielding their second strings because no one really cared. Yeah, absolutely. Um, spot on. You know, Belgium scored and they celebrated because, you know, great goal. Uh, Batshuayi smashed himself <laughs> in the face, which I could watch on repeat all day. <laughs> I have, it's on, it's on a GIF, isn't it? And I, and, yeah. and I found myself just staring at it for a, a it good five beautiful. minutes. Absolutely beautiful. Van der Vaart <laughs> tweeted it um, last night, and the moment that ball smacks me, oh, wonderful moment. I mean, the fair play to the kid himself when he got on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted it himself, going, "Yeah, I was fairly confident my mentions would be going crazy once I got online." <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Yeah, that's that's going to be around a long time. There's people already petitioning FIFA 19 to add that as a celebration to the, <laughs> to, to the be next done, game. It? Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, World Cup wise, I mean, from the euphoria of smashing somebody six one and Kane getting a hat trick, albeit hilarious circumstances. Um, to that last night, it, to me, it left me feeling flat. I think it wouldn't have done the squad any good because the B team, the backups, have just lost. Mm-hmm. If they'd drawn, I think it would have just been a meh. If they'd won, it would have been maybe a couple of them are pressing. Mm-hmm. As it is, the people in the first team, in air quotes, now feel super secure and not pushed. They can relax, which is dangerous. Players feel in that way. And the second string feel completely demotivated because they've just lost to a Belgian second string. Yeah. So I think it was a massive mistake. It's, it's, it's a really difficult one though, isn't it? Because you know, I understand your point. If if he'd have played his strongest eleven, yeah, and then it, it it was one of those games where it, I understand where you're coming from from a from a kind of a, you know going forward point of view, but the, the the game actually didn't mean anything, did it? I know it it, it, it you know if we if we lost, drew or won would yeah. depend on who we faced, but we're still going to be in the last sixteen regardless of the result. But so don't you think it, that winning games breeds? Yeah, I, yeah, but I understand that. But would you would you still have have that point of view if he'd have played his, his the, the say for example the eleven he played against Panama, yeah, and then Harry Kane got a serious ligament injury in the first half. Yeah, but mate, you could do that in the hotel today. You could do that in training. But there's more that's, chances. That's of, there's, there's more chances of doing it in the game, though, isn't it? To be fair. I don't know. I think there's equal chance doing it in training. Uh, you know, you you're telling me that if we're 
1-0 up against Colombia, 10 minutes to go, we should take him off in case he gets injured for the next round? No, because... It, the, the game means something, doesn't it? Like if if we if we well, when we play Colombia, if if we if there's ten minutes to go and they take him off, yeah. then and they equalise, we we could possibly be out of the World uh, Cup, couldn't we? But well, le- yesterday's game, it didn't matter. It didn't matter, did it? What happened? Well, that, that's that's where we disagree. I think it did matter. I think momentum and winning games at a World Cup is important. Um, so yeah, I I know exactly what you mean from the point of view of we were through no matter what. But I just think that you're going into a game with Colombia now, and if we lose, which is a distinct possibility, where does that leave Southgate in the squad? Up, you know, from all of the good feeling and everything that went into those first two games, everyone's back to same old England. It's back to where we were. Now, if we progress past Colombia and we play really well, the team, you know, like the first two games, we've shown progression. Then the next podcast, I'll apologise and I'll get a tattoo of Southgate on my ass or something like that. But right, right now, I'm telling you, I think it's a bad idea. So you, you, that's that's on record now, you saying that, by the way. That I'll get Southgate tattooed on my ass. Yeah. That's fine. I'll get, I'll, I'll get Northgate on the other cheek. There you go. All, the, all those hundreds of thousands of listeners that can all write it down, can't they? And uh yeah, and, and, yeah, and all, all hundreds. Of, remember, I'm the one who edits this. All right, I could, I could easily change that to Matt said, and then put it on there. I, I can do it. <laughs> um, but no, all, all joking aside, I, I can. There are two really valid points on this, and two really valid ways of thinking. The super positive approach is to go. It didn't matter. Therefore, when we win the World Cup, no one's going to care. Our B team lost to Germany. Uh, sorry, Belgium in the groups. In reality, I, I, on the flip side, I just think it's arrogance to assume that we're there to beat anybody. But to, to, and be fa- to look be... beyond the next round is madness. To be fair, though, Belgium did the same, didn't they? They they made some, nine changes as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and they won. Yeah, it's funny because you know, we we was we was talking about it before, wasn't we? At the beginning of the World Cup, how we were so looking forward to Kane versus Vertonghen. Massively, yeah. That, that's happened. possibly why, probably why I was gutted. To be honest with you, you know, Dyer Dembele was a damp squid. That's probably the worst I've seen Eric Dyer play in a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. which I think was a symptom of his confidence because he's been dropped. Mm. And then he's thrown in as captain in a game that didn't matter, mm. and it was pretty clear the coaching staff and nobody cared because. When we're one nil down, they're bringing on Danny Welbeck, whose first shot at goal I think took out a woman in the next stadium <laughs> over. It was ridiculous. Um, the fact that Phil Jones was there, Fabian Delph, forget you know, forgive me on this because he's just you know, I don't think he's played central midfield for years. Yeah, and yeah. he looked like a player who genuinely was out of position or out mm, of his depth. Yeah. We're talking about, fact, talking about Phil Jones mad. as well. Don't, don't you think with Phil Jones, he just looks like he's just permanently confused? Yeah. <laughs> he's just got this kind of look, look of like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this natural look. I mean, yeah, it was just bizarre. Just a bizarre game. It left me feeling really quite... Ugh, yeah, it, it deflated. did. It, yeah, exactly the same. And, and you're right. It's because we've kind of had that euphoria of the first two games. I know the, the, the first game against Tunisia... You know, we got that last-minute goal, yeah. and, I, and I know people say, "Oh, it was only Panama," and I, and I did see a lot of that. And my argument to the fact that it was only Panama was that 
you know, it's a, a, a highest ever victory, uh, biggest victory. Yeah. And, and and in the World Cup, it doesn't matter. Like you know, like you no. say, like like you mentioned no. earlier, we got knocked out in the Euros by Iceland. Like you yeah. know, it it doesn't matter who you play. If, if to get a six-one result against any team in the World Cup is amazing. People forget that four years ago, Roy Hodgson was telling us to be happy we drew nil-nil with Costa Rica. Yeah. Course. Um, yeah. We are four years on and we're smashing Panama, who beat Costa Rica quite comfortably. It just it beggars belief that people can't enjoy good times. Would rather pick fault into yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So after saying that, I will say what a clever tactical move it was to deliberately lose last night, and we're now going to win the World Cup. Obviously. <laughs> um, what on the plus side? Before this started, I asked you for a prediction. Of who was going to win the World Cup? Can you you remind our no, listeners who I, you said? It was quite a while ago. I, I, do you know yeah. what? I, I can't. I can't remember. I, yeah. I, it, it may have been one. You may have asked me, and I may have just thought of the first team that come to mind. Not really put yeah. much thought into it. So, yeah. who, who was it? You just so happened to say Germany, dear boy, <laughs> who my beloved Sonny has sent home. Oh, <laughs> it was. Do, do you know what? It, it's one of those. They're one of those teams. It's like. It's like the entire country are Spurs fans and Germany are Arsenal. That's how it feels, isn't it? Yeah. And to yeah. Have... I mean, uh, yeah. They they are kind of our arch nemesis on on this stage or in world wars. Yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> when it comes it. to football, they've done us so many times. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And it's just been so painful to watch. And they do just win trophies <sighs> when we don't. Yeah. So it is a yeah. lot like Tottenham and Arsenal, actually. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. aggravating is that? Pure uh, evil uh, against us. And it's funny how it's ended up where, you know, Arsenal in the Europa League next season and Germany got knocked out in the in the group stage. So it's kind of like working hey. on quite a similar timeline there. You you managed to work the fact that Arsenal are in the Europa League into the podcast again. Nicely done. Every week. <laughs> it's going to get in there every week. We're going to enjoy it while we can. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Um, but once again, and again, I, I sound almost professional in doing this. Sonny, what a hero. He, he scored that goal. I he played out of his skin. Seeing the bloke broken down in tears after the previous game and then getting to see him absolutely elated after this game, uh, that, that meant the world to me. The guy, uh, very, uh, well, he's a great little player. He really is. I uh, love watching him. Um, the guy seems to just generally be happy most of the time as well. Yeah, I, I just um, I I, I, lo- I love he's it. he's one of those I think I might have mentioned it before, but he's one of those players that I can fully expect would be happily play the game for nothing. Yeah, you know you just you, you see him occasionally and they just have pure love for the game and yeah. and he, and he, and he, no, he almost he almost plays the game with a smile on his face, doesn't he? he just he, he enjoys does. it so much. Yeah, he does. He does massively. Um. On on Twitter because that's always you know the the focal point of assholes basically. <laughs> West Ham fans were taking great delight in sharing pictures of Sonny doing the shush to them at Wembley, um, tagged with the picture of him crying, saying it was karma. Um, now this to me was mind boggling, um, and I even replied to a few and shut a few of them up to be honest with you because it was just off off your chart. So. To clarify this, Sonny, when he scored against West Ham, did the silence thing because he'd been racially abused by West Ham fans. The fact that West Ham fans are now jumping on that like he was attacking them is hilarious, but also kind of stupid. 
So after pointing that out to a few of them, I saw a few of these tweets start to get taken down. The reason why the guy was crying his eyes out after his country were all but eliminated from the World Cup after that second game, there's two very clear reasons for this. One, he absolutely loves playing for his country. Every interview, you, you get that. Yeah. But two, it means it practically means he now has only one more opportunity to get out of serving in his country's military as a sporting star. Um, which brings me, quite brilliantly, my friend, onto my uh, my well-researched segment all about Sonny. Fantastic. Yeah, do we do, do an ooh as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, hang on. I'll line it up for you. So, um, I've done some research. Okay. You missed it. You, oh, that, that was your that was your cue, <laughs> oh, mate. This was like a slick podcast. <laughs> I I lined it. I I don't know. Seriously, Sam, I was I was waiting for you to to say the the Hyungmin song bit, and then I was going to go. No, no, no. Research, research is the key word. I've done some <laughs> research. Right, we're we're going to try again. Go okay. On. Now we're just going to pretend no one's listening. It's just me and you. Um. So yeah, Matt, I've done some research. Ooh. Felt a little forced, but okay, we'll go. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, all joking aside, I've looked into this. The press have massively misreported this so many times, and it is so often the case. Um, there is one guy uh, for the Football London, Alistair Gold. Okay. Um, he did a really good piece on this, um, and a lot of what I'm about to say is in there as well. But the actual source for the information I have here is from the South Korean Football Federation website, mm-hmm. which via the wonders of Google Translate, um, I managed to work my way through. <laughs> but also uh, press articles and forums for South Korean football, which a lot of them are actually in English, which is helpful from my point of view. Yeah, sure. So the basic fact is for Sonny is that all men must complete two years military service. So every South Korean man, they must begin that two years before they turn 28. So, you know, the day before they turn 28, it can begin. So any time before that, and it has to be two years. This can be brought back to one year um, at the discretion of the government, but typically it's two years. Exemption can be given for sporting success. So, in essence, do you remember in 2002, Japan and South Korea hosted the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. Their team made it all the way through the, like, the semi-finals. It was that's crazy. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, that whole squad were given an exemption for getting to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Um, do you remember our fullback, YP Lee? Yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the members of that squad given an exemption. Oh, okay. So that's why we've never had to deal with this before, but we have had South Korean players before. Um, well, one before. And the unfortunate so, and the unfortunate thing I'll say is the one we've got now is a lot better than the previous one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was quite a tidy fullback. He just it was good, his, yeah. Yeah, yeah not, not sort of where we are now good. But, no. Um, now, Sonny has... Obviously wanted desperately to do very, very well for his country in every major tournament he's ever played in. Unfortunately, the, the players he's surrounded with aren't of the same level as that 2002 group. Mm. Um, there are still some very good players in there, but they're just not not to the same level. Yeah. Now, the only, he has one opportunity left. There is only one thing left, and that is the Asia Games. Think of it like the Commonwealth Games for Commonwealth Nations. The Asia Games has a football tournament. 
and South Korea will give exemption, but only if they win it. So a gold medal, and they get exemption. So he has to win it. Mm. The Asia Games, unfortunately, take place in August into September 2018. They're coming up. Sonny, after the World Cup, was asked if he was going to be in the Asia Games, and he said if selected, he would obviously love to represent his country. Mm. Um, For me, this massively complicates contract negotiations. And it massively complicates the relationship with the club and the player because obviously the Premier League starts in August. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Sonny is a is a member of our squad. He is paid by the club. Mm. Um, what are you? What, I mean, I've just laid out the facts there, mate. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, do you know what what kind of chance they've got South Korea? You know, do they? Do they? Is it one of those? Is the it current the current holders of the gold medal? Is South Korea? Okay. But Sonny wasn't released to play in those games by his then club. Right. So that team that won that gold four years ago were exempted. They were exempted. But yeah. Sonny wasn't picked, and you have to have played. So in the final, when they secured the gold, the mm. the manager put the last three subs on he could, right. so they got exemption as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's a. It's, it's a difficult thing. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating because, especially, well, I'd say the last two seasons, he's, he's shown how how much of an asset he is to the club, and it, and, it, time, and, yeah. and not just on the on the pitch as well, but you know, like we alluded to, his, his personality off the pitch. But it will be an absolute. And I understand, you know, the the rules are the rules in the South Korean government. And that's what they they and that's, that's up to them, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. how how depressing is it going to be that there's a player that I would put at a value of. I mean, I know what do we pay? Twenty-five million. I think he's worth yeah. fifty, sixty million. This guy is going to be playing for a military football club for two years if yeah. if he ends up going. What a waste of like you know, f- football football players don't have a long a long career, do they? I mean, like no. what you say if they if they sign a professional for uh, sign a professional contract at eighteen maybe and they retire at thirty-three, that's only like fifteen years, isn't it? And to yeah. spend two of those playing for a military team is such a sickener, but. That's from his point of view, but for, as a Spurs supporter, it's a complete sickener as well because, like you say, it's going to really affect the contract. I mean, I, I can't see. Can you see Levy saying, "Right, okay, we'll give you a, a four-year contract, so you'll have two years." Like, say, let's let's say, for example, that South Korea don't win the, the gold medal at the Asia yeah. Asia Games, so he'll sit with Levy. And can, can can you really see him saying, "Right"? We'll give you a four-year contract, but with a two-year gap. So you'll do two years, often do your military service. But then that means he comes back as a 30-year-old, doesn't it? So yeah. it's a really difficult one. If it can be done and he'll come back in two years, that's fantastic. But I would, I would just, I'd be so gutted because that's two years of missing a player yeah. who, who I feel is so important to the club. Yeah, he he is he is a great player, a great personality in the squad. He's very well liked. Yeah. Um, from from a club point of view, it's massively complicated because of like you said, he could be gone for two years or, mm. or one year possibly. Mm. Um, you got to remember as well in South Korea, this is deemed, you know, kind of like an honor, a rite of passage. Everyone should do it in the court of public opinion. If he was to be seen to be trying to get out of it, he, the people would turn on him. Yeah. 
So one of the overriding things I've seen is he will never comment on it or discuss it Mm. because Mm. he knows even the slightest hint of him saying, obviously, I want to win gold because I don't want to serve in the military. Yeah, sure, yeah. You know, people turn on him. And Mm. at the moment, he is the biggest star there. He, like, the... Someone likened him to being like David Beckham was when he was in his England heyday. You know, couldn't go anywhere without being mobbed. Sonny goes home, and he's just a rock star. Mm. Um, do you do you think that they? I mean, again, it's all just kind of what happen what happens after the Asia Games. But yeah, I'm wondering whether you know because you said it's not sort of the the, the term's not in set in stone. So they're saying that it could be two years or it could be one year. I'm yeah. wondering whether the government there would be would say, look, he's the he is the biggest football star. Yeah. I don't know sports star, but if you're saying he's the biggest football star at least, yeah. then maybe that maybe that could that could grant because because obviously could they possibly get him a one year rather than two year. But you don't think it, you don't think it will completely wipe it. No, that's that's no. the thing I was reading about because when I first saw that, I thought, oh, perhaps there's a precedent set before for like exemptions on that basis. You know, mm. this person transcends the sport, but no. No. And and the public opinion would be awful on that as well. Yeah. Um, so, the the big the big questions coming up really is: Do the club allow him to play in the Asia Games? For me personally, if the club stopped him, I'd be really disappointed in the yeah. club. Yeah, I would because well. this is beyond football. This is the guy's life. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we should mess with that. Um, you know, much like the players used to go off for the Afcon, um, in the season. I think we start this year. Sun is away. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, the thing is, though, Sam, it, it's not just that, but it's the investment, isn't it? Because you, you, you know, if by by letting him by letting him go and giving him yeah. a chance to win it, means that it gives us the investment for the yeah, future, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so it's, it's not. It's it not means, just. A... It means come September when that tournament finishes, if he's won gold, then I think you'll be seeing him sign a shiny new contract definitely if he hasn't I think we're going to be seeing him moving on and we'd be lucky to get the money we spent on him yeah but we just have to look at it from the Mm. point of view of you know we we got good years out of the money we spent yeah Um, so. so yeah I think he's going to be gone on August and September which in turn all of a sudden really highlights why we signed Lucas Moura in January Mm. Mm. because he plays in that position he has all the ability and the pace, etc. He basically adds what Sonny does. Um, he didn't settle, really, um, but a lot of people need to realise he hadn't played a game all season yeah, exactly. when he arrived at us. Uh, massively unfit. Uh, you got to remember, Pochettino's version of match fit is far more extreme <laughs> than other managers' yeah. version of match fit. Exactly, yeah. So we're now, by having him in the squad integrated, he's learned English in that time. I mean, how people can do that, I don't know, but they do. (laughs) You know, for all the jokes we make about footballers being thick, the the, the amount of them that go abroad and learn new languages, it blows my mind. Fair play to them. I've got to be honest. I will say, and this is only the cynical part of me that's thinking this, is they do have quite a lot of time on their hands to learn these languages, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course they do. But still, you've got to do it. And that's... You know, if if someone's paying me silly amounts of money, I mean, I don't know. Am I going to sit in a room and... (laughs) learn this i suppose it depends how attractive the voice coach is but <laughs> moving on swiftly it's, um, it's good with it's good the fact as well talk, uh, uh, talking about more with the his fitness he's they're back in training now aren't they so he's getting a yeah. full pre-season he is yeah yeah 
yeah, he is going to get a full preseason, and it is. I think he could start the season really well, um, and then all of a sudden, Sonny's got a fight to get back in the team. So it's funny how football goes. But just my last words on the Sonny situation: we got to let him go and do that. Yeah, definitely. There, there, there should be no way the club obstructs that at all. Uh, if they do, I'd be really disappointed. It, not just that, but it, it wouldn't make. I don't think it'd make any sense. I genuinely don't think it'd make any sense because no. it's a sh- it's short term thinking, and I, I don't think Levy thinks short term. Uh, no, no, I think you're right. I mean, at the mm. moment, the bloke's just stadium obsessed. But yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, well, man, I mean that that's me on Sunny. So that brings us to the next part of the show, which is uh, becoming a fan favorite, <laughs> and that is Matt's stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, what I thought I'd do is, after the Dower game yesterday, cheer everybody up with a, a good uh, good stat. Yep. Which is, and we, we did allude to it, Germany being knocked out in the group stage. The <laughs> first time in 80 years, 1938 was the last time they got knocked out in a group stage. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But they, um, it's the third straight time a World Cup a winning team has got knocked out in the group stage in the following yes. World Cup. Yeah, which is I quite, saw that. It's quite bizarre, isn't it? So yeah. you, had, you had Italy who won it in... 06 and got knocked out in the group stage of, of 10 and then you had Spain that won it in 10 and got knocked out in the group stage of 14 and it's actually the, it's actually the fourth time in five years because in 98 uh, France won it and in 2002 they had that dreadful World Cup yeah, don't I don't think they even yeah. scored a goal did they? No, no they didn't <laughs> Senegal put the final nail in their coffin I remember that Yeah, that was insane wasn't it? Yeah. But the um, so with the with, uh, with the game as well that obviously there was two games being played at the same time and the Panama-Tunisia game, although that was nothing to both of them, there were some quite interesting stats uh, with that game. So when Panama scored, I know it was an own goal by Tunisia, but Mm. that was the first time in World Cup history where every team in the World Cup has scored at least twice. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was an own goal that did it, which is quite interesting. And that own goal... Uh, which uh, oh no sorry that wasn't the one there was bit, uh, so you've seen uh, po- apologies for my, my uh, pronunciations but the own goal was sc- scored by a guy called Yusin Merrier I believe but the, yeah. the, the goal the Tunisian goal by Ben Yusufs was the yeah. 2500th goal scored in the World Cup so that was a little record that they uh Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sounds like their game was better than our game. Yeah, I wish I'd watched that one to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. (laughs) Here's an interesting one: Senegal, first team to ever be knocked out of a World Cup based on fair play. Yes, I saw that. That's yeah, yeah, harsh, but at the same time, fair. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Two two yellow cards. That's all they did more. And and I didn't realise, but Japan, they was always going to. If it ever comes to that, they was always going to get through on fair play because they've only actually committed twenty eight fouls in the three games, which is so low. Isn't yeah, it? it's ridiculously gee. low. But I'm really pleased we're playing Colombia instead. Yay! <laughs> listen, I don't want us falling out, so let's yeah. not go any further. Really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Woo! It's the first time when when Senegal got knocked out. It's the first time uh, since 1982 that an African team have fouled to. 
Uh, uh, yeah, make I it saw to the that. Last 16. Yeah, that, that was a little sad. I um, yeah. I quite enjoy watching the African teams. Yeah, um, I do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, so that was a little sad, but I, it does happen. I mean, the Asia teams or Australasia teams never make it. So. No. Yeah, it's got. It's just dominated by the South American and the European teams normally, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I think I believe I saw a stat uh, saying that it's only ever since the first World Cup, there's never been. A final that's that's not involved a European team and a South American team. I think since it's since it's it, 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 the first one it didn't, and then since then it's always been a European team versus a South American team, I believe, or one of the two. <laughs> but they're always involved in the final. Well, yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean they're the footballing powerhouses. Yeah, I mean, sure. It'd be, it'd be nice to think that eventually that might switch. I mean, you know, the two thousand and two South Korea making the semi final was pretty huge. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, it'd be great to think that at some point you'll get an African winner. Um obviously this year football's coming home after we beat <laughs> Colombia and go all the way. So yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Right, I just thought I'd cheer us all up as well by just having a look <laughs> at Harry Kane's goals as well. I know Yay. it was a few days ago that he played. But I I didn't realise this. So England's top goal scorers in the World Cup in the history yeah. of the World Cup. You've got Gary Lineker on ten. Yeah. Harry Kane is now second. Yeah. Right, with Jeff Hurst on five. Yeah. And and that that doesn't that just make you realise just that how sum up how crap we've been for how long? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Either that it's either that, which is the half gla- half the glass half empty, or the glass half full for you is what a player Harry Kane is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that one. Let's go with that. Let's go one. with that one. Yeah. 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 The fact is, Harry Kane can now run the opposite way and score. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know, it's Do quite you... funny, isn't it? Because when you look at that, that Liverpool, uh, so it wasn't even Liverpool, they just make me think of the fact we was playing them, but the Stoke game yeah. where, where they claimed that goal. Oh, yeah. But then you, you look at this guy, you look at that, and it, obviously that clearly was his goal, wasn't it? But it's almost yeah. like he'd yeah. be a little bit embarrassed about claiming it, wouldn't he? Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, it just it's exactly the same situation. You know, yeah. identical situation, but because on one in live play, the commentator said, "I'm not sure he touched that." Yeah, yeah. If the commentator had gone, yeah, clearly went in. You know, yeah. off Harry, that's yeah. his goal. Not one person would have batted an eyelid, but because the commentator in live action couldn't see it properly, not his goal. Whereas no. in this one, you could see it clearly in live because of the massive deflection it took, yeah. and so immediately. That's a hat trick. Mm, it just mm. because that's the rules and that's what happens. Yep. No one moaned about it. Wow, no. what a surprise. No tweets from Liverpool fans. No oh, comments loads from... of them, actually. Liverpool fans were saying that because John Stones had scored two, Harry shouldn't have taken the penalties. He should have let John Stones oh, take a hat trick. Apparently, that's because Harry's selfish and all about himself above the team in the country, and that's why he shouldn't be capping. And Hendo, Hendo. That's. <laughs> He can't win, can he? They're not on the frigging planet, mate. <laughs> Liverpool fans on Twitter just... I, I got into an argument with one the other day and then I suddenly realised, no, Sam, stop. When you yeah. argue with an idiot, mm-hmm. you're just becoming an idiot. Just yeah. leave it alone. Is, is and, this, there's, there's that saying, isn't there, um, about wrestling a pig, isn't it? They, they, you both get yeah. dirty and they enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, spot on expression. Mm. I just... I just can't get my head around it. If someone's got a rational point of view put forward, if I don't agree with it, I can go, okay, well, agree to disagree. But when it's just complete moronic, made-up nonsense, I I can. I'm just looking at them thinking, wow, (laughs) you oxygen thief. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you are what your mother should have swallowed. It's just absolutely disgraceful that some of them are allowed to talk. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. Well, sorry. I've just, I've just I, got... I went I went on one again. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Have you got another stack? Let's change the subject. Just yeah. my, my final one, uh, leading on from the, the goals that Kane scored. So, most scored in a World Cup. So, we've got Gary Linekas, who scored six in 1986. So, yeah. as long as we do, as, you know, if, if Kane can, you know, if we can progress and Kane... It, it looks doable, I think, to, to yeah, be yeah. Lineker's, Lineker's record, to, and to be the, you know, that's that's that that's the record, isn't it? You know, and you think the, the World Cup started in 1930, and here we have a player here who can absolutely smash like you know decades-old records, yeah. and and it really it really kind of really shines a light, doesn't it, on just how good a, of a player Kane is, yes, you know? And, we, and we, very you, good. You, you kind of. Um, you know, when you're used to watching him week out, week in, week out, and you kind of, you know, you see what he does, and for, for your club, but when you're seeing him do it, do it in on a world stage, it, I, I think there's no argument from anybody now that that guy is world class. That is Agreed. A, a, argument closed now. I think. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is completely closed. Yeah. And if he scores one or two against Colombia, he'll be a legend forever. Yes. Yeah. I um I have a stat for you. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Right and sound. <laughs> this this is one of my yeah that was good. That was that. See that wasn't even rehearsed. <laughs> I have got one of those funny stats. So Harry Kane has had four shots on target in the World Cup and has scored five goals. Oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> How great a stat is that? That is brilliant. Yeah, that's one he's telling the grandkids. Isn't it? Yeah, he has had four <laughs> shots on target and scored five goals. That's At brilliant. some point on question of sport, that's gonna come up, oh, everybody. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah, no, four shots on target and five goals <laughs> to the point that Opta tweeted that and then changed it because they were like, "Well, actually, no, because it came off him and it was a goal, it becomes a shot." Yeah. And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> no, that wasn't no, a shot. no, no, yeah. no." <laughs> He's had four attempts at goal and scored five goals. That's yeah. how good he is, everybody. No, yeah, exactly. Um, he scored, he's I, not even attempting. <laughs> one, one last mention to Harry. How great were those penalties? Yeah. It, it, do, do, do you know, um, he's taken a lot of penalties under pressure for, for yeah. Spurs. Yeah. And the one that always sticks in my mind is the one against Liverpool uh, when, when he equalised Anfield. That yeah. was just insane pressure, like in yeah. front of the cop and all. Yeah. But... This is this is a completely de- different kettle of fish. Not only not only is it the World Cup where you've got billions of people watching at home, but because yeah. of because of the the kind of the I don't know if it's what you call tactics of the opposition now. Oh it, yeah, they and, got right in his face and were trying to wind him up and put him yeah. off and delay. Yeah. Did, did it? Did it take like two minutes like to take yeah. each penalty? Didn't yeah. it? But the thing I loved about it is he put his foot for it. There, the keeper could have been stood there with his hands ready and it would have hit him yeah. and taken him through the net with it. Yeah, if he'd have been standing to the right of the goal, he levered it both yeah. times, same yeah. spot, bang, mm. pick this one out. Save it if you can. You know, yeah. just throw, if you save this, fair play to you. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he hit them and he meant it, which I loved. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's a sign again of world class. That's, yeah. that's the step up. Yeah. Um. The fact he just stepped up, bang, and yet Liverpool fans still think he shouldn't have taken the penalties. Morons. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what was um quite interesting? Uh, Alan Shearer was on the um the panel at half time. Yeah. He, he really uh, complimented the penalty, and and he was quite similar to Shearer, wasn't he? It was just like, yeah, don't worry about yeah. placement, just hit yeah, that ball as I, hard I, as yeah. you can. 
I am going to pick a spot and I'm going to hit it there. Yeah, and you're not going to save it. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if you've worked out where I'm going. I don't care that I'm looking right at it because I'm going to hit yeah. it so hard. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Gonna, no, <laughs> it's going to be past you before you've even you know moved. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I, uh, it was perfect. I mean, two penalties you couldn't have picked. Um, the funny thing is, the more penalties you get, the more the pressure amps up. So, like, if we get a penalty against Colombia, pressure will be bigger again, yeah. bigger stage, bigger thing. And I, I got the confidence that he'll he'll smash it again. So, yeah. um, which brings us on then, my friend, to the to the next part, which is us having a chat about old Tottenham related <laughs> news. It's it's dead. There's Absolutely. there's like nothing, nothing going on. Nothing um, at all. It's uh, contracts um, were all kind of being negotiated. The World Cup started and things obviously slowed. Um, I'm still told reliably or non-reliably, depending on what happens, that Delhi and Christian Eriksen were both done. Awesome. Which would be great news. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm told that Jan and a few others were all offered new deals as well. Uh, Hugo Lloris. So... I'm guessing when the World Cup's over, all of a sudden the news is going to become pretty busy. But right now, I, I mean, I think Daniel Levy is focused on the stadium, not a lot else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, which is a kind of a strange place to be. But um, I, I mean, we could chat a little bit more on it. But I want—I don't want to jump on a couple of things we've had on the Facebook page. So we're going to go to our next feature, which is. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. And we have two this week. We have a comment from Alpesh K. Patel and we have one from Adam Sasson, which I'm probably saying wrong. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) Uh, Who do you want first, Adam or Alpesh? Your, go, your choice. Let's go for Alpes first. Okay, Alpes says, are we going to sign any new players? I think he's saying that in a frustrated voice. <laughs> um, why are we so slow and not evolving our squad in comparison to the top four? We seem to really lag behind on team enrichment. Whoa, team I like, enrichment. I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> to make our squad stronger. Team enrichment. Well, Matt, what are your thoughts on the team enrichment policy? <laughs> I think yeah. it's. I think it's. I can understand his frustration. I think the problem we've got is with the World Cup and the stadium, the distractions. But last season for Manchester City proved you get your signings early, and you know they settle into the squad. So I would have liked to see us sign a couple of players, get them you know in for pre-season. But to be fair, probably the players that we want to sign, most of them probably still in the World Cup. So it, it's not you know it's it's difficult, isn't it, to kind of. To get the get the players in, get them in for the preseason because of the World Cup. So, I'm hoping. I'm really. I'm. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will sign two or three players. Hopefully, good quality players. And now we've had that uh, the, the the wage cap ceiling moved up a notch. That will hopefully attract some some you know better caliber players. Okay. But it's it's yeah. It's just like you said. It's just definitely quiet at the moment. And. I, I, we, 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 as fans, we like seeing a new new signing, don't we? And it mm. kind of gets gets you gets you excited. And providing it's providing it's a signing that you've you know you believe can improve the side. Yeah, um, no, exactly. Yeah. Signings for a signing's sake makes no. Yeah, sense it's pointless, it. and 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 it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because like you you look at this you look at the squad that we've got, 
and and we have got a, a, a young, hungry squad. And and years gone by, so for example, on Harry Redknapp's days, he'd bought, he'd signed some players that maybe coming to the end of their career, but they were big names, and you would, it would get you a little bit excited. You're like, oh wow, like Saha, for example, great player. But it's but but, but at where we are at the moment, you you know you're right. You, 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 we need a good caliber of player to really get us excited, yeah. and that's not the sort of thing that's going to happen overnight, unfortunately, is it? With with us, so. I'm sure it will happen, but yeah, I think it's just a case of being patient. I think the um the the interesting thing is a lot of the very good journalists around Tottenham, the ones that are embedded in with the club on tours and stuff like that, have all said that Tottenham's transfer targets for this summer aren't at the World Cup. Really? Now, if that's true, you know, because don't get me wrong, targets can change, but if after the World Cup finishes, the signings we make are players who weren't even there. Mm. Then I gotta wonder why we've left it late. Yeah, I would as well. I'd agree. If we pick up a couple of players who were at the World Cup, then I think everyone's gonna go, well, that's why. Mm. Um, But the problem is, is when you've got a player at the World Cup performing on that stage, it's not like they're being scouted. The whole world's watching them. Um, And all of a sudden, you're not gonna be able to make a move on them without Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, all throwing their wallets down. Yeah, Um, of course. So, yeah, it. I don't know, man. It seems odd to me. It seems really odd because Pochettino deliberately said we needed to be braver, we needed to move quicker, and we're not. So, Well, maybe we haven't got the quickness, but if we get the braveness, then I'll be happy. Okay. Uh, Adam. Hey, guys. From a Spurs point of view, I'd like to hear some discussion on transfers in and out. <laughs> You're hearing, Adam. <laughs> Saw the post about who's returning for training. Would expect a couple of those lads to be going out, and we heard they were going to try and make some early signings. That's what we heard. Assume yeah. that's probably not until after the World Cup, possibly. But any idea who's leading the pack for potentially coming in? I've heard about Ryan Sessignon's new contract at Fulham. Shame, but expected that after they came up. Absolutely, yeah. Any ideas if we're in for anyone else exciting? World Cup-wise, I'm a huge Dyer fan. A massive fan, in fact. But last night, I felt he had a bad game. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned that it'll probably mean a continuation of Henderson in midfield for the big games. Not really a fan myself. Um, yeah, but cheers for all the work, as always, guys. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, to go through this, your World Cup points, I think, yeah, are fair. Henderson, I think, has played quite well. Um, I don't think he's done a lot wrong. I'm not a massive fan of his either, but uh, judged on seeing him play and seeing Dyer play, at the moment, Henderson is in better form. Yeah, um, and also, so... we, 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 I don't think... Let's not sink down to Liverpool's level and just every every time there's a player of that, that, that club, just hate them for, for no matter what. But I think, yeah. I think Henderson's problem, and it's always been his problem, is when Liverpool signed him, they... St- Overpaid considerably for him, yeah. well overpaid, and he's never been able to shake that off, has he? Yeah, yeah, that needs crap. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. Um, Ryan Sessignon's new contract at Fulham was not a surprise to anybody. Um, mm. Basically, once they went up, that was always going to be on the cards. Um, there's a lot of rumours about uh, whether there's anything in there or whether the club were in discussions. Tottenham were speaking of Fulham a lot. If Fulham hadn't come up, there was a deal there to be done. Um, But they did come up. Tottenham tried to continue to do a deal. Tried to do a deal where it'd be a season's loan. Trying to say to them, look here, have some money to sign some players. Keep him for a year. 
Um, but uh, Fulham not interested. You've got to remember Fulham are owned by a very, very wealthy backer. Um, you know, more so than they were before even. So they don't need the money. They, they, yeah, they, they've got their eyes on becoming an established Premier League team and moving to Wembley, I'm being told. Um, mm. Not sure how their fans would feel about that. <laughs> Trust me, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mm. Um, going back to the transfers, just a wrap on that, really. There aren't any out there with any kind of concrete links. Um, the press are even scrambling. I mean, I read one the other day saying we want to re-sign Modric. Well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, ideally, love to have him back, but it ain't gonna happen. It's scraping the, guys, the barrel, isn't it? Well, it is. It's just inventive nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah. And the source for that was Don Ballon in Spain, which is the equivalent of Wikipedia, whilst being <laughs> updated by Dirty Dave. Um, it just isn't a source. It's just no. someone making stuff up. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, there isn't anything of any concrete nature out there. The the transfers we were hearing about before and the targets we were hearing about before have now just gone completely silent. Yep. I truly believe the club aren't looking at anybody at the moment. I truly believe the club are... Pochettino's focused on training. He's focused on setting that for the new season. On Monday, you're going to see the raft of all the players not at the World Cup return. The academy players are going to supplement the first team training squad. Uh, I think we might start hearing about outgoings. Um, uh, Nkudu, um, George's Kevin Nkudu, although very prolific on social media, didn't have a good loan at right. Burnley. Um, so his opportunity to kind of prove his level in the Premier League was gone. Um, I can't see him being at the club. Um, yeah, he's, he's a nice, he's a really nice guy, isn't he? But just not good enough football player for us, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's just not worked for him. No, you know, so, so that's fine. Uh, Vincent Janssen, um, I simply have no idea there. Genuinely, have no idea because I think anybody who looks at him can see there is a striker there. There mm. is a a number nine who potentially is fifteen to twenty goals a season right there. Mm. Um, he was prolific in Holland. Um, and albeit a lesser league, you still got to be at a level to be prolific. Yeah, of course. He went to Turkey on loan, and injuries kind of really hampered that. But they loved him there. They yeah. loved how hard he worked, um, and the fact he got big goals in games, in derby games. The fans over there absolutely loved him. So I, I find it... Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I think him leaving makes most sense. But I'm just not sure because he could show up the pre-season with this phenomenal attitude, and Pot could fall in love with him. You know, mm. I think as well, like from Levy's point of view, because of his age, if 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 it's not working, and, and you know, it's got to yeah. the point where it's just this is the time to sell him while he's still very young. It is because you'd still, you know, he'll get back the money we paid for him. Yeah, exactly. um, Which unfortunately is a, a real element of our transfer policy would sign in players where we think well if it doesn't work out you know at least yeah. we'll get back basically what we paid and yeah sure you know it's it's we, we need to be signing players to win competitions not resale value mm, as yeah. long as we're still thinking resale we've not evolved as a club yet and i think it's something that needs to happen yeah i agree um so yeah i think we're going to hear about outgoings uh the one for me i think we're going to hear about is marcus edwards um, disappointed because the kid's got all the ability in the world but I'm desperate for him to do well and if he needs to leave to do that then he goes with my best wishes I just hope he goes abroad 
Um, mm. Not not from a come back to haunt us kind of way, but from a get away from the limelight and just play football, play yeah. just play some football and, and do well. Um, I, I've been told another academy graduate who's sort of a he's been going out on the loan the last two years. Anton Walks W A L K E S. Uh, he has signed for Fulham and he's actually been training with them for the last couple of weeks. Not been announced yet. No idea why. So we'll have to wait and see when that gets announced. But it looks like he's gone on a permanent deal. Yeah. But yeah, so over the next week or so, I think we're going to see a lot of outgoings. I'd love to say we'll see some incomings, but there is nothing out there telling us there might be. There's plenty of time though, Sam, isn't there? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Monday morning, Bale could fly in, be seen (laughs) with the shirt at the new stadium. A nice announcement video of him sat next to one of the seats. Like, hey, look. (laughs) Um, Pay two hundred, two thousand two hundred. You can sit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, mate. If they announce bail, those seats are sell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You'd no, even get one, wouldn't you? I. No, no, I ain't, that, <laughs> I ain't that crazy. But they'll sell. Yeah, people will buy them. Yeah. Um, but mate, I mean, that's it. That's uh, that's everything. A uh, big thank you to everyone for listening. A big thank you to people commenting on Facebook as always. Hopefully, we've rambled on and kind of covered what you want us to discuss. Uh, a big thank you to you for looking into the season ticket stuff, my friend. Um, and a big thank you to me for looking into the sunny side of stuff. Uh, and always thank you for your stats. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's me done. Fantastic. We'll take care, mate. And you. Speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.